0: Welcome back to Burgers and Brots. I'm Braxton Poe with co-host Matt Marks. This episode, we're going to be talking some college football coaching changes, our NFL game of the week, NFL matchups for this upcoming week, and what me and Matt would do to fix some NBA teams. But first, we're going to start on this day in history. Matt, do you know what happened on this day in history? I am not sure, but I bet you're about to tell me. The greatest day ever. Prohibition ended December 5th, 1933 finally over what after 13 years prohibition finally ended wow i know it's crazy i'm actually shocked by that news did you think prohibition was still in effect no one told me oh well dang this is news well well, now you know but we're gonna start with our first segment what's cooking on the grill we had a major breakup in hollywood today cardi b and offset have split can you believe
1: that matt I can't believe it. You can't believe it? I'm actually really shocked.
0: But some people are speculating that it was a publicity stunt to make Offset's new album, which comes out in two weeks, have his sales boosted. So we'll see about that. But they've been dating for about two years now. Got engaged last year. It's a sad time for power couples. I'm devastated by it. I'm truly devastated. They had some fantastic music.
1: I am so devastated.
0: You sound like it.
1: Yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I'm so devastated.
0: You you sound really sad, man. You never listen to motorsport? It's my favorite. I think it's everyone's favorite, so it's a sad day. Well, I bet they get back together.
1: You know, what are you putting the odds on that they get back together? Two to one. Two to one? Two to one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, good odds.
0: All right, you ready to talk some football? Some. College football coaching changes? I'm ready. All right, start us off, Matt. All right, so
1: big news at Ohio State. Urban Meyer is out. Whoa, he retired. Wow. He's done. He said he will not coach again. Now, I don't know. Do you
0: believe him on that? No, there's no way. All right, he will go be an offense coordinator. He'll be a coordinator somewhere.
1: You know, I, in a way, have to believe him because, you know, he's had some really serious health issues. He's got a cyst in his brain, and he's had some really... This year has not been good to him, especially with a suspension at the beginning of the year. He's had a really crappy year. Yeah. He's lucky to have had a job this year. Yeah, a lot of people wanted him fired. But let me tell you about Urban Meyer before he goes out. Let me give you some stats on him. He's 28th all-time in active coaches in victories with 186. His next win, if he gets a win... Against Washington in the bowl game, we'll move him up to 27th all time. So there's a or we'll tie him at 27th. He's spent two years at Bowling Green as a head coach, two years at Utah, six at Florida, seven at Ohio State, 11 and three in bowl games. He's got a pretty good record, 186 wins to only 32 losses. I'd say that's
0: pretty good, wouldn't you? Yep, yeah, that's pretty dang good. 82 and nine at OSU. Gonna if he beats Washington, he'll have a career record of 900. He'll be over. He'll be at 900, which is pretty incredible. But yeah, I we all expected him probably to be done with his health issues over the next few years. But none of us saw it this soon. I expected at least next year for sure he'd be done. I think we're all caught off guard how quick he's done coaching. But I think he'll be back for sure. You think so? Do you think he
1: does anything, uh, you know, back at ESPN broadcasting or anything? Or do you believe that he's probably? You know, just going to go hang out with his family or, you know, what? What do you think
0: well, immediately is going to happen? A man's got to make his money, so he'll be at ESPN. Oh, you they're, they're, They've already called him and asked him, I guarantee it. He's going to make all that money because he doesn't have enough of it. I mean, you got to have more money. There's right. no such thing as not enough money. Is there? No. Uh-uh. Okay.
1: Hey, you know what else happened, though? What? A big move out of Texas Tech. Well, we know Cliff Kingsbury was out. But where's Cliff going now? Hollywood going to USC to join Clay Helton's staff as their offensive coordinator. You know, I was shocked by this move because I honestly wanted him to go to the NFL and be the offensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys. But, you know, who knows if that was even offered by Jerry Jones. But Cliff was a very good choice out there, but now he's joining a staff. I'm kind of shocked, too, though, that he's not a head coach. I mean, maybe he's going to be an OC for a couple years and get another shot at being a head coach. But, uh, you know, I mean, it's
0: a pretty good move. Could have gone to Utah State. They could have flipped head coaches. They could have, yeah. yeah. Matt so, Wells at Tech now. So are Ryan Gosling and Cliff Kingsbury going to be in a movie together? Or or are they the same person?
1: You know, I think they're the same person. I think so, too. It's just been a double life or something. Yeah. It's been weird. Hey, I got one other news for you, too. What? This was came out that uh, Maryland has hired Alabama's offensive coordinator, Mike Loxley, to be their new head coach. Uh, Loxley is the 2018 Broyles Award winner in his first season with Alabama. Uh, he was also the former offensive coordinator in Maryland from 2012 to 2015. Good move by Maryland.
0: Yeah, I think if anyone can turn that program around, it's him for sure. You got to bring in someone who's been there, gone through. Been coach, been, has been a coach there, and I think he can get him back on track because that place is a mess right now.
1: And look at Alabama's offense of him as an offensive coordinator. He had Tua. I mean, this actually spells good news if you are Maryland. You're thinking, okay, this guy could really, you know, bring this offense back to what it was. I was a little shocked that Matt Canada, who is the interim head coach at Maryland currently wasn't made permanent coach. You wonder where he will go. I don't know if he'd be staying on the staff at Maryland or, you know, I bet Loxley will bring in his own people. So you wonder what's next for Matt Canada. But, uh, you know, not a bad job at Maryland, you know, filling in. It's been a mess from the beginning when they fired DJ Durkin and they brought in uh, at Canada. So uh, interesting move, but really good hire by Maryland getting an offensive power. I mean,
0: 2018 Broyles Award winner. So... Uh, good move. Yeah, they've been a decent program for a while, so they should stay stay in that rank. Maybe win a few more games than usual. For yeah. sure. Yeah, great. Um, what about Oklahoma? What do they need to do on the defensive side? You know what? We're looking at this game. I think I think Lincoln Riley
1: may give Ruffin McNeil the job after this season. And it really does depend upon I mean what they did against Texas was a lot better than what we've seen in weeks. It depends on what they do when they face Alabama. And if their defense can be somewhat better than it was even against Texas, I think Ruffin McNeil will have the job going into next year.
0: Yeah, I think you're right because they've been buddies since East Carolina, but Ruffin O'Neal is not the answer for Oklahoma, but Oklahoma versus Alabama, OU is looking at Pete Golding, the Bama defense co-coordinator for the defense, and he's, led the SC- he's had their team lead the SEC in tackles for loss, sacks, and red zone defense, so Saban's probably trying to keep him, but that's a great hire for Oklahoma because that defense is garbage, 108th nationally. That is bad. And then McNeil's given up 36.7 points per game his last seven outings. So what if they hold Alabama to 30 points? You think Ruffin McNeil keeps his job for sure?
1: I mean, look, if it better than 40.
0: <laughs> I mean,
1: that's what the offense had been giving up for the last couple of weeks before Texas. So. Better than 40. I mean, it's the Big 12. You're not going to see games that you're giving up single digits. No, you're not going to see under 20. But if you can hold them to 30, and Kyler score, you know their
0: offense, they get 40 to 50. That's a win, a yeah, major win. That, that Oklahoma offense, it, that Oklahoma offense is going to get 50. There, that's just what they do. So if you can hold the team to under 40, that's a that's a win. Yeah, which is kind of sad.
1: But you know what? A win for the defense, if they're taking a step in the right direction, that will save Ruffin McNeil his job. I mean, yeah.
0: you know, give it to him on a permanent basis. Speaking of some football still, we'll go NFL game of the week last week. I think we both agree Sunday night, Chargers versus Pittsburgh. What an ending. Three, three offsides?
1: Three straight offsides on the game-winning kick.
0: I've never seen that before. Mm, one of them wasn't, I think. They should have let the play go, and Pittsburgh wins the game. That's what I thought should have happened.
1: Yeah, that was a tough loss for Pittsburgh. But let me tell you, I mean, we've talked about this before. The Chargers are a quiet, a quietly making their way up. I mean, look at, they're now 9-3. and three. You
0: had them as your underrated team, right? I did.
1: And they're, look, they're proving me that I'm, I'm getting that check next to being right. I mean, look, they're looking good. Phillip Rivers, two touchdowns. Um, 26 for 36, 299 yards in that game. I mean, well done. You know, no interceptions, and that's been the big storyline for Philip Rivers. No interceptions, and that in the in his past, he's been double digits every season in, in interceptions, other than you know going back to 2009. He again is keeping up a great pace, and, and in fact, maybe having a career year the way he's been playing.
0: Yeah, Pittsburgh is, was looking like a fantastic team, looking like the team we knew they were. Because I had them as my overrated team. And they were up 23-7 to at the half. You're like, wow, okay, nice win at home over the Chargers, getting it back after that loss to Denver. And then you blow a 16-point lead at home. Here's a crazy stat. Pittsburgh was 174-0-1, went up by that much at home. Wow. Yeah, 174-0-1. and Dang. And they blew a 16-point lead.
1: And you know what? Also, is is, is tough for for this uh, Pittsburgh team, especially in fantasy. Their running back James Conner is out this week and could be out longer um, with with the injury he sustained. Um, so I know that hurt my fantasy team. I was scrambling now. It's playoff time, and I gotta you know fill the, that void. But uh, that's a big blow for the Pittsburgh going forward too, uh, being out with, without James Conner, and uh, so they're gonna have to you know step up have a have their committee of running backs kind of handle the pressure yeah their
0: third string running back i don't even know who that
1: is so yeah i i think uh jalen samuels is going to be stepping in uh he'll be starting i believe i believe that was confirmed today he'll be starting and then uh you know we'll see if him if he'll play the whole game who's back up to him you know what are they doing
0: pick maybe follow the playoffs i think they can 7-4-1 yeah very good possibility um, Ravens and the Broncos and Chargers are on the come up. They could take their spot. They are. They are. I so,
1: mean, it uh, definitely, yeah. It's it's gonna be something. That's gonna be a fun race to watch for for sure.
0: But with Denver, they're now six and six with three straight wins. However, they lost Emmanuel Sanders with a torn ACL during practice today. So that's gonna hurt that their is chances. A huge bummer for that. that yeah, yeah. I session. as a Broncos fan, I am bummed. I am sad because I thought we had a real chance, and now I don't know. Was he on your fantasy team? He was not. I knew not to pick up a Denver wide receiver. That was smart. It was smart. Smart decision. You have Case Keenum. He's had one year, one good year.
1: Yeah, I guess you guys don't really like to talk about him much, do you? No,
0: no. Seventy-two million. It wasn't worth it. No. Yeah,
1: maybe. Yeah, we'll just
0: move on from there. Yeah, I, right. I won't
1: hurt you know punish you that much and keep talking about Case Keenum. Case Keenum's gotta be just a great quarterback. Better than Dak Prescott. Okay. That's debatable, <laughs> and you're wrong about that one. What else we gotta talk
0: about <laughs> today? We got NFL matchups for this upcoming week. We'll, Ooh, s- we'll start. start with the Ravens, the rising Ravens at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are eight three and one against the spread this year, and they're favored by eight and a half. Lamar's on a three game winning streak for the Ravens. Didn't see that one coming. And then but the Chiefs did lose Kareem Hunt. So we'll see how Shark Kendrick West plays into the game.
1: Well, yeah, look, you've got West and you got Spencer Ware, and I believe they're going to have Ware start, and then West will be his backup. But you wonder if they'll just split half the game or what uh, Andy Reid will be doing. Look, I got the I got the Chiefs winning that. I know the Ravens are you know up and coming, but this Chiefs offense, where you know Tyreek Hill didn't have a great week last week, you know kind of down. You got to figure out how you're going to you know uh, deal without Kareem Hunt. But look. Even as great as the Ravens are, these Chiefs, this Chiefs offense is like is going to pull out and win. I don't see the Ravens winning this game at all even though I've been really impressed with Lamar Jackson and what he's been able to do in place of Flacco. I mean, he's given life to that that uh, Baltimore team, but sorry, it's they're taking the L this
0: week. <laughs> yeah, Lamar and the defense have been playing really good though in Baltimore. But I got the Chiefs 34-24, cover it. Yeah. And then next game eagles versus your cowboys at your cowboys cowboys are favored by three and a half look good over the win over the saints eagles pulled out the win versus washington even though adrian peterson had a 90 yard touchdown run what a beast so the eagles the last eight games in dallas are six and two can they get seven and two they won't they won't
1: they won't cowboys win that they're five and one at home cowboys are finally figuring things out their defense only kept the saints to what 10 points last week looking good and that defense will carry on and win big against the eagles and that'll be a big division win for the cowboys
0: yeah the cowboys have had a week and a half to prepare eagles just got done with their game monday i've got the cowboys 27 21 so i got them covering as well and then rams at the the bears the yeah, Bears! Rams are favored by three, which I'm kind of surprised. That's pretty low to me. Mm-hmm. But Trubisky's supposed to be back, so that'll be good for the Bears because you don't want to watch, well, they're garbage QBs. So, And then the Rams are on top of the East now. See, I picked the Bears as my underrated team, so I've, I've got to pick them. I don't think they win this game, but I've got to pick them at Soldier Field, 35-31, And then Cooper Cup towards ACL, so he's done for the year for the Rams. So that hurts a lot. But, yeah, give me the the Bears because they're my underrated team. Well, I've just got to say one
1: word, Rams. Rams are going to take it. I know. Look, it's, it's it's at Chicago. Bears have been having a great season. But, again, just like I was talking about with the Chiefs, the offense is just so great. And the Rams got Todd Gurley. I mean, Todd Gurley, you got Robert Woods, you got Josh Reynolds filling in for Cooper Cup now. They've got so many weapons. Um, Tyler Higby is their tight end. I mean the Rams are just they're gonna look so good and they're gonna come in and they're gonna take care of the Bears at home. I know the Bears defense is good, but look, Rams are gonna win this
0: one. Yeah, I think I think they can win by twenty actually. Wow. Yeah.
1: Okay, give the Bears defense a little credit, but I mean seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, I think I think it'll be Rams for sure.
0: And then we got Minnesota at Seattle. Seattle is on the rise. They're looking good. They're a like good, good team. Minnesota is still playing down. Kirk Cousins. And then, so, the Vikings have not beat a winning team this year, Matt. They haven't beat one winning team this That's
1: year. That's pretty bad.
0: Yeah, I know. And then, Minnesota and Seattle hold a 5-6 and six seed, so this has major, major playoff implications. And then, Seattle at home is a tough place to play, so... Seattle twenty seven, Minnesota eighteen.
1: Yeah, I picked the Vikings because I, you know, they need a rebound. But you know, the more you were you were talking about things, I'm almost convinced Seahawks are going to win because I just it is a tough environment and they are trending upward. So uh, I think it's going to be close. Uh, but I have to agree with you. I think Seahawks will end up pulling it out, um, which is going to be a big blow to the, the Vikings organization.
0: Yeah, the Seahawks have been down the last few years, but they're looking really good this year. Yeah. Be
1: that'll be that'll be a fun Monday night matchup. Um, but I think, yeah, Russell Wilson, I think, is gonna do have some good magic going, especially with in front of the home fans. Yeah, the place
0: is really tough, especially for a night game.
1: Yeah,
0: all right, Matt. If you were a GM or an NBA coach, how would you run the Hawks, the Cavs, or even the Nets?
1: Well, uh, that is a good question. Uh, you know. The Chicago Bulls just made a coaching change earlier um, this week. They fired Fred Hoiberg, and who called that one? A co- you know, a couple episodes ago. I think that was me. I uh, yeah, think again. <laughs> uh, no, you know. So, and they made Jim uh, Boylan their um, new head coach. Immediately named him. So, look, if I was running the Bulls, I mean, or the Cavs or the Hawks, of course, you look at them and go, okay, it's gonna take a while for them to get good. They've got so much young talent. And you gotta have to work through the system. You have to start these young guys. I mean, at Atlanta, you've got Trey Young. And we saw what he did at Oklahoma, how hot he started, but how cold he finished. And how he's, you know, it could be lighter day, depending on the day. But he's having a good rookie season, okay? He's having a good rookie season. If I was picking any one of those teams, I would actually like to probably be coaching the Cleveland Cavs. Why, why? Because you're coming off of a post-LeBron. I'm like, look, all three options are not good. You got five and eighteen, five and nineteen, and five and twenty.
0: Yeah, but you have a star player in Atlanta with Trey Young. Who you do, do you do. have in Cleveland?
1: You do, exactly. But what you're able to do in Cleveland is kind of get all these young guys. I mean, they've got um, um, Sexton, right? From yeah, you know. And kind of build around him. Everyone's talking about Trey Young and how he can easily develop a team, but no one's going to give the Cavs credit. No one's going to, you know, do, um, you know, I mean, they've got they've got a lot they've got to work on. So I would rather be a coach with a very young team, so you can develop that team and, and and get that rookie development and build them for the future. Where you have a lot of rookies working together, and you're going to maybe bring the team together, you know, more unity quicker than you would maybe in Atlanta. You know, I mean, that's personally me. I would take a Cavs team that's probably got more parts with some veteran leadership, and then than you would in Atlanta
0: and Chicago, where you got decimated parts. Yeah, but you know what I would do if I was the coach? I'd say go play. Whatever, we're tanking. Just tank. That's what worked in Philly. It. They've got trust the process. Trust the process, man. It's looking good for Philly now, except they're trading Markel Folds. but that, he was a bust. One bust out of four. Just go play, go tank, whatever. J- you'll get your draft picks. It, it'll take a few years. Fans might get a little mad, but they'll understand now since they've got Philly to look at. But I would choose Atlanta to go to. You've got Trey Young. you got Vince Carter. I mean, Trey Young is one heck of a player. He's been showing it this year. They, I'm I'm actually surprised by the record. I thought they'd have more wins, especially in the East. But Cleveland is just a place is a dumpster fire, man. No one wants to go to Cleveland.
1: What uh, is, I think you'd say half the Eastern Conference is a dumpster fire.
0: Yeah, that is true. That's still true. It's been I like mean, that for a while. But you don't want to go to Cleveland. No one wants to post go to Cleveland.
1: Post-LeBron era, you got an opportunity to shine.
0: You yeah. Know?
1: I mean, when, I see, when you see it, I mean, they are coming off a championship a couple of years ago. And yes, they're not the same team. They've gotten rid of a lot of guys. I mean, they just traded Kyle Korver. You've got this young core now that uh, they work together and they, they develop together. And you, I think you quickly form that team. I mean, it's, uh, let them let play. Like you said, let them play. And I think you get that more. Chicago, you've got a, you know some guys that have been in the league now for a while. And you know they've kind of got it figured out, but they're trending nowhere. Yeah. Atlanta's got Trey Young but really who else you know so I see Cleveland as yes a lot of different parts but that they can come together and and get some get something going for them.
0: and jr. Smith is on his way out what they should do just bundle a bunch of them up and trade them for one player for a star player
1: yeah but then then you'd lose half the team
0: yeah but LeBron could take half of a team to the finals yeah.
1: But you're not getting a guy like LeBron. You're not going to get any guy like that. Just for tank
0: a... for Zeon Williams. Just do that. Just do that, Cleveland, all right? Just tank. I think everyone's going to do it. And I think right now the uh,
1: Bulls, or, Bulls or Phoenix Suns are going to be uh, top spot to land
0: Zion. So. Yeah, so just tank, man. Don't try and win a game. Just tank. Trust the process. And it'll be good in about four years. Wow. You sound like the general manager of the 76ers. And look how it turned out. Wow. Now they got Jimmy Butler. Hey, see? They acquired their draft picks and just a bunch of bums, and then they traded them for Jimmy Butler. Simple as that. Simple as and that. You like
1: the 76ers? Make be that
0: into like, a t-shirt. You like them? Just just tank, get your draft picks, or just trade half the team away. It doesn't matter anyways.
1: You know, I think uh, I think that's something we should ask, you know, ask our audience, if you could be the GM Of the Cavs, Hawks, or Bulls, who would you be and why? Why would you want that role? And
0: which mess can you clean up the quickest? Twitter, burgers and brats with the and symbol, not and. Burgers, the and symbol, brats.
1: Wow, that's a really, so I type out and, the and symbol. No, no,
0: Matt, no. Okay.
1: The and. I'm still just shocked about Prohibition.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, wait, which team? So, you would choose Cleveland? I would choose
1: Cleveland. And I, I, look, I admire Trey Young. I think he's a fantastic shooter. But you know, I think a lot of people would pick Trey Young. Give me a team that is a lot of different parts of young players. Give me the Cavs and let's if, roll.
0: If you were thinking about this, just trade Trey Young for a few players, a few decent players. Yeah, you know. I'm sure a bunch of teams would take a Trey Young and give you two or three, like, pretty decent players.
1: I think, I mean. In a perfect world, I bet people would do that, but realistically, Atlanta's keep Atlanta is keeping Trey Young to be their Steph Curry. Okay, yeah. whoa,
0: but I think he's better than like Steph. Him. Whoa, not yet, not yet. Shocker! They're only keeping him because the Migos love him. True, that's what I think. Migos just love Trey Young, so and Trey Young Lo- loves yeah. Migos. Yeah, I'm I'm waiting for a Trey Young and Migos song, or like just a song called Trey Young. 2020, I bet it's 2020. happening. 2020, that's a, that's bet a pretty happening. long way. Bet it's happening. Maybe it's on Offset's new album. Whoa. Did you hear that, Cardi B? Huh? All right. Some NBA games of the week this week. I got the 76ers and Raptors. That game's going on tonight. Embiid's averaging 27.4 points per game, 13.4 rebounds, and 3.5 assists. And then Jimmy Butler's looking fantastic. The 76ers are 9-2. and two. Since acquiring Jimmy Butler. That's pretty dang good. And Markel Foltz is out. No one wants him. Because of his shoulder. And then the Raptors are six point favorites. The over under is 228.5. I got the Raptors going 111 to 99. Raptors just came off a defeat at home. Versus the Denver Nuggets. Who are the, currently the first seed in the West. Second overall. The Raptors are still a really good team. Kawhi Leonard's balling out there. Kyle Lowry is... Still a beast. Um, did you see Kyle Lowry's interview with Rachel Nichols? I did. Saw a little bit of it. Brought a te- brought tears to my eyes. It was sad.
1: He's the face of Toronto. Yeah, he know.
0: is Because Kwai Leonard doesn't talk at all. So no. Yeah. See he's not gonna get anything. They they don't him. even talk really. It's just business.
1: Kawai's an interesting dude. He just not, he's not his...
0: interesting, Matt. Oh, sorry, he's the most non interesting dude. He's the most non interesting man in the world.
1: Wow. Yeah. You know, uh, you know what game I got this? It's actually tomorrow night. What? And it's really not entertaining, but it's kind of a shocker.
0: Houston at Utah. See, if it was last year, it would be a really good game.
1: Yeah, but, uh, you know, Houston's 11-12, and 12 and Utah's 12-13. and 13. Two really Yikes. good playoff contenders <laughs> are now under 500 and struggling.
0: Jazz played really good with Kyle Korver's return last night.
1: You know, uh, Kyle Korver will be a great player for the Jazz. I'm excited that he's back, you know. But, Probably his last year. But could you believe that the Rockets are 11 and 12, and also the Spurs are also down there with them?
0: Like, I I'm shocked, actually. I mean, I really am.
1: Spurs and almost last place. You don't
0: hear that ever uh-huh. in the Popovich era. No. So it's kind of a weird year. If Tides they, are changing. If they finish with a losing record, does Popovich retire? He's getting close to it. I don't think he does, but I bet he retires in a few years. Next five years? Yeah, for seriously. Sure. Yeah, I think so. A hell of a coach, though. Yes, he is. Right. One of the best. Who would you share a burger or brought with, Matt? You want me to start? Yeah, off? you start off. You start All off. All right. Well, I'm, I'm sharing up. a burger because I like burgers more. So, a seven-year-old named Ryan. What has he got to do with anything? A seven-year-old? Why am I talking about him? He is the highest-earning YouTube star with an earning amount of $22 million. He has 17.3 million followers. You know what he does? What's he do? He plays and reviews toys. Yeah, I'm I'm serious. And he's making 22 million dollars. You
1: know, this kid could have saved Toys R Us. (laughs) He's reviewing toys and he could have been like their
0: CEO or something and made things happen. A seven-year-old making 22 million dollars, Matt. What were you doing when you were seven? I don't even remember that those were great times great times that great we don't times remember being a kid <laughs> Whoa, elementary school yeah right maybe i don't even I mean, know probably high school i was a fast learner <laughs> same brain capacity yeah yeah i love toys <laughs> that's pretty cool though that, that's insane 22 mil i wish i was his parents i mean what do they do it's nothing now they quit they quit their Retirement. job. Does that kid even have to go to school? <laughs> <I> <laughs> probably mean, not. I wouldn't. Twenty two. Think about like he could probably go to school and then, like double the money
1: like when he's eight.
0: Hey, hey, Ryan, invest that money. Don't touch it for a little bit, and then it'll shoot up even more. All right? just don't touch it.
1: Ryan, spend it all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Listen to Braxton. Um, so I got one for you, and I, it's kind of a you know um, somber one. Today, uh, National Day of, of Mourning, Mourning, uh, mourning the loss of President George H. W. Bush, and I don't know if you saw this video yesterday that was released, but um, his service dog Sully came up um, to the casket as you know as he lies in as he was lying in state, and um, I just thought that was a pretty cool moment. Like I just watched that video and I was watching the dog's face, and you could almost see just like the emotion of the dog, and like so check that video out if you haven't seen it because that's like i'm sharing a burger and a brat with that dog because (laughs) that dog's probably gonna be hungry he needs it and you know i think that is just such a cool moment um just i mean really cool to see and and you know you see those videos of when the owner dies and the you know the dog there's also a picture um i was posted earlier this week of him laying by the casket um so check that picture out
0: too it's i mean it get a little waterworks going i mean Was was the dog at the funeral today I don't know. Mm. I don't know. But yeah, that picture's sad. I've seen it. He only Bush only had the dog for six months as well.
1: Yeah, but man's best friend.
0: I know man's best friend, which is even more crazy. Only six months. No, and he's just crying by his. Oh man, that's sad. Yeah, but those dogs can like find graves of their owners without even knowing.
1: Yeah, they have that like s-
0: that sense. You yeah, know, just, dogs yeah. are man's best friend for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are. It's really sad. Did you watch the funeral today? I only saw a little bit. I gotta go catch some more. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really nice. It was really cool. All right. So this time of the year especially, find a cause to give your time give or give your money or give both. And one of these places could be the food pantry located in Oklahoma, Norman, Oklahoma. And it's run by our co-host, Matt Marks. Matt, do you want to talk a little bit about it? I'd be happy to. Good. Yeah,
1: so the OU Food Pantry serves... All students, staff, and faculty on OU's Norman campus. Um, we opened up our doors in March of 2017. Since we've been open, we've served over 3,000 customers. Um, we are you know, trying to make a difference, because especially in this holiday season, as you mentioned, that uh, everyone could use an extra hand. Uh, and so we're trying to lend a hand and help everyone that uh, just needs a little extra food for the holidays.
0: Yeah, I've been to the food pantry a couple of times. Sometimes to drop off donations. It's a really cool place.
1: Comes and hangs out with me on Fridays, and I do.
0: Yeah, we talk sports a little bit, don't we? Yeah, well, gotta get ready for the right? podcast. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a really cool place. Make sure, make sure, you just donate some time, money, or even both for this holiday season. All right, that wraps it up for Burgers and Brats. Follow us on Twitter at burgers or Burgers and Brats. We'll see y'all next time.